0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Hardworking Happy Hour. I'm Sean,
1: and I'm Catherine. And as always, we'll breaking down all things trades, entrepreneurship, and turning your creativity into a passion career. All right, Sean. Hey, how you doing, Kathy?
0: What's up? Oh, not much. I've just been having a great old time. How about you? A great old time. Yeah. Getting over that COVID nineteen. Yeah. Wow. How was it? Yeah, it's fine. Thought you were immune. I thought I was too. There's only the one left standing.
1: I la- no, Anthony hasn't gotten it either, right? Two uh, left standing. Two left standing. <laughs> That's true, yeah.
0: Yeah. Nothing- Anthony can't get sick. He's too strong. Nothing Even if he inside sick, that body. Which he probably
1: has been. He just would brush it off he wouldn't say anything about yeah, it course. he would just suffer in silence of course uh but yeah
0: like a lot of men do out there so if you're feeling something <laughs> don't be afraid <laughs> to talk to someone Just throw that out there okay okay anyway
1: uh yeah but i had covid so i'm really sorry that we missed a week i really hated to do that but uh we tried to make it work but i just i couldn't pull it together and, and it wouldn't have it yeah. wouldn't have made for good radio anyway. We didn't <laughs> so. want to
0: release something <laughs> subpar yeah. Yeah, and have yeah, yeah. you like all like ugh, all tired. It would have been it would have been bad.
1: So anyway, yeah. we're back to back to the grind. Back, back to the hustle. To the
0: grind. What did I miss? Uh well, we have to find a new employee. Oh shit. I missed a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh that actually happened before you went down with <laughs> right, the right, right. COVID nineteen. Yeah. Uh I really feel like they need like on? a rebrand on that. 19s. Like, it was like five years ago.
1: I think I feel like everyone's just calling it COVID now. I feel like you're
0: I'm you're going old school. 19. Yeah, you're going old okay. school with it.
1: Just call it the vid.
0: The vid. All right. Anyway. Well, you can call whatever you want. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that. But anyway. honestly. Yes.
1: Uh, just sidebar. The last thing I'll say about COVID. I'm really glad that I got it now as opposed to during travel season because we're about to go to like f- five shows in a row. Yeah. Uh, So really glad I got it out of the way. Highly recommend it
0: getting it if out anyone, of the way yeah can
1: just go ahead and get it now and then you don't have to worry about it during travel season
0: you should have coughed into a jar and then <laughs> sent it to people that want to just get it out of the way I could have sold it yeah mm,
1: missed opportunity there
0: anyway so this week what we want to talk about is finding hiring why somebody left employees <laughs> all that kind of stuff because we are we are losing one of our own
1: are we going to say why he left yeah. Why not? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I didn't did know how. Of course. I don't know. Is that personal? That, that might be a.
0: Catherine was abusing him. <laughs> Physically, emotionally.
1: I just get angry sometimes. Yes.
0: Uh, no. So uh, it's 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 a part of running a business. You're going to have employees that come and go, yeah. and uh, and we
1: also we kind of needed somebody, another person anyway. Yes. Yeah, but so now maybe that. We're two. Yeah. So now that this person is leaving, it's just kind of like Well, Okay kind of lit the fire under our butts to to get
0: the process yeah. started. Yep, yep, yep. So uh Tom is leaving us. Tom is moving on to greener pastures. Literally. Um, literally? Because he's, he's gonna working be on a, a pasture. A groundskeeper. Yeah. <laughs> he's gonna be he's a groundskeeper like, Willie. He's gonna be working on
1: Greener pastures.
0: <laughs> That's true. Uh so he's he's leaving us and we're sad. We're sad to see him go. Our organization of the trailer and the job site is going to suffer oh, in the sure. short term, <laughs> but we will pull ourselves up by the bootstraps.
1: You know, we need to learn from his lessons that he is instilled do. and we should, we need to carry them forward. It's ingrained in We need to have that mentality. Now. Yeah,
0: exactly. He
1: set the precedent and it's our job to upkeep it
0: that's a, that's a, that's a great way of looking at it. So, uh, can't blame him. He got the opportunity to work for a school district, state yeah. benefits, pension, uh, great salary, great hours. Um, his sister's the principal at one of those schools. So that kind of got him in the door and, uh, it was just kind of a, a really good opportunity for him. So yeah. we are not happy with him, but we're happy for him. <laughs> <laughs> now we're, uh, you know, it's part of business. Yeah. People are going to move on, and uh, we're happy that it's, you know, everything's on good terms. He just had an opportunity that, you know, you can't blame him. He couldn't pass it up. Yeah. So he's already thinking about retirement. He's like, I I, I got this pension I I got. So 30 years, I'm out.
1: Yeah. I don't like, I mean, I've never had a pensioned job, so I don't fully understand how it works, but.
0: Me either. Isn't he kind of
1: hitting it late in the game? Isn't like a pension job you want to get those when you're like. 22. So then you can retire when you're like 60.
0: Well, I think most of these pension jobs, it's like 25 or 30 years. You just put in the time and then you get the full pension. So that's why like a lot of police officers. They start young and it's usually like 25 years and then they can retire full pension. Mm. So my brother-in-law, he only has like 12 years left. So by the time he's like 50... I think even before fifty, he's going to retire with a full pension. That's why I see a lot of cops like they'll go get another job somewhere else because they're like between forty-five and fifty, they already have a full pension. They can go work somewhere else, still collect that full pension, and get another income. salary. Cool. Yeah.
1: So seems like a great way to do it. Okay.
0: Definitely does. But uh, I also watch a lot of American Greed. You watch that show?
1: No, but I haven't watched it. No, but I've heard you talk about this it. This
0: week on American Greed, pension plans a lot of times those funds are misallocated. Oh. It's no. a big target for these scammers, so uh oh. Hopefully that doesn't happen.
1: And then those people are just like out their entire Pretty pension. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, there's God. been a lot of
0: them on like people that handled uh, benefit plans for like unions and stuff and then like there's just no money.
1: So if you get a pension, it's all
0: gone. Yeah.
1: You just get that um, you get that amount until you die or is it like you get it for a certain amount of years?
0: I think it's until you die. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know how it works. The the numbers don't seem to work out that way. Yeah. I don't see how that would work, but I don't know.
1: Either way, good Either for way. him. Good for him. It would suck to know that you're starting that 25-year clock now though. Like I know that I'm going to be working for 25 more years. Yeah. But to know that I'm like putting in, you know, starting day 1 of that 25-year calendar like, oh, man. like ah, come on.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh so That has led us on the journey of looking for new employees. And we were kind of, uh, well, especially was like, hey, we need another, we need another person out here. So, um, you know, we'll probably be hiring two new people, but we'll probably stagger it. Get, Get one person in the door get them acquainted, get them up to speed before we just throw two uh, two newbies out on the job site right. for Ant to harass. I mean, teach. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're starting that process. It's very exciting.
1: It is. It is.
0: The last time we went through it was with Tom. No, no it was with Steve. Steve yeah. <laughs> I forgot about Steve. Steve's very excited about not being the new guy anymore.
1: Oh, I bet. He
0: is. So uh, his
1: harassment mostly came from Tom. So I feel like he's really, he's just doubled down on the luck.
0: Yeah, he really is. So
1: Tom was excited to not be the new guy. Yep. Took it out on Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Steve can take it out on the new guy.
0: Yep. It's a, it's like kind of like generational trauma. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so let's talk a little bit about our process, how we're going about it, uh, what we're looking for and yeah. how we're going to kind of sift through this because this week we are starting to set up calls with all of these potential employees. So um, let's just kind of start from the top. We'll, we'll talk about kind of how we got the word out yeah. and what the process is going to look like.
1: Yeah. So we are in the wonderful position of having all the social media at our fingertips. So that is what our plan was. Um we launched it to all of our... Launched it?
0: Uh, exclaimed it from the mountaintops.
1: <laughs> we exclaimed it from the mountaintops of our social media. And we got, you know, pretty quickly some some pretty good applicants. The one bad part about it, though, is we do have to sift through all the people who are, like, not near Around here, here yeah. or, or, like, even in this country that are, like...
0: Would you hire we, me? Yeah, we got
1: a lot of, like, can you you know, you got to sponsor the visa or whatever, which is, like...
0: I don't know how to do that or that to, just seems yeah, that like seems, a lot of work. Yeah. You get here and then apply again and we'll talk about it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. But we did get, a, we did get some, um, some good applicants right off the bat. So, yeah. uh, we just set up calls with them. We, you know, we let it simmer for like a week, a week or so, a little yeah. more than a week. Cause I was out, um, with COVID-19 with COVID, uh, so it simmered a little bit longer mm-hmm. It uh, overheated a little bit, maybe.
0: It boiled it over. Boiled over. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but now we have calls set up with these people, and usually what we do, uh, and by usually I mean we've done this twice, we yeah. like set up an initial call with the people. We chit chat about the position, just kind of feel them out, get an idea of like what they want, and what kind of position they're interested in. Because we did have like one person apply who was more of like an operations manager type person. Yeah. And we were like, well, okay, that's not real. That would be a great skill to have if they're going to be taking over this like organizational part of it. But that's not quite what we need. So we just kind of want to, you know, flush it out, talk to them about it, talk to them about the role. And then once we do that, then we do more of like an in person interview, which I think that this time we will bring in Ant. Yeah. <clears throat> to kind of get his, because he's going to be the person who's ultimately responsible for like
0: the production the, out of this person. Yeah. The hands
1: on. Yeah. And he's going to have to train them if they don't, if they need it or whatever. Um, So I think that it will, I think this time around, it's going to be good to really have him involved in that process.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, And what I want to talk about is the kind of different types of people that we've had apply. And, um, you know, this is over multiple job openings, the same thing comes up. It's like somebody comes from the industry where they're sort of doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. They have all the skills and they just jump right into it. And then there's other people that have like an inclination towards this type of work. They do it on the side, but they're currently in a different career and they're looking to transition. So um, that's what we did with Tom. Tom was working at Lowe's as an assistant manager mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, so well, the one thing that I like about that coming from something, another industry where
1: we did that with me, Tom and Steve, just, yeah, to point it out, but yeah, keep going.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, anyway, thanks for interrupting. I, I totally <laughs> lost my steam, but, uh. The thing I like about that is they're going to make a jump from something completely different. So I love that they're going to come at it with a fresh perspective. Mm -hmm. And when they do come from another occupation or another industry, they must have really put in thought like, I want to be in this industry now. It's not like, Hey, this is just all I've ever done. So this is all I know. I'm just going to keep doing this. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing I really like about someone coming from outside. Um, The other nice thing is that we do things a little bit differently. You know, we've kind of adapted our own methods for how we do things, certain details. So um, it sometimes feels a little bit easier to just train somebody rather than retrain somebody, you know, Mm -hmm. you got what I'm saying? Yeah. So, Uh, something to think about there. Yeah. Something to think about. The other thing about coming from another industry, especially when it's something that is like a serious career that they've already had, something that they've put a lot of time and years into, is that it just shows you that that person is very serious. Mm -hmm. Like they're leaving something that they're established in. They've worked somewhere for a long time. That was the situation with you and with Tom. Tom had worked at Lowe's for like 10 years. You had been in commercial real estate for like what, 10 years. Mm -hmm. So when somebody leaves something like that to jump into something new, you know that it's not, it's more likely to not just be on a whim. It's like really thought out. They're giving something up that they've put a lot of time and um, energy into building yeah. And they're going to jump into something new. So I like that. It feels like they're going to take that more seriously. Yeah. Than somebody that just comes from within the industry. Like we were talking about this with Ant today. It's like you hire somebody from within the industry. They can, they can get a job anywhere. You know, if you're a carpenter and you have those skills, you could get hired here and be like, you know, I don't really like this that much. I'm going to go apply somewhere else. Like you can always find a job. Mm-hmm. It's, a lot different for somebody that makes this huge jump into something completely new. Yeah. They could probably go back to the old thing or I just feel like they're more likely to go into it with the intention of staying for the long haul.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And there's like an excitement about learning a new position rather than usually if someone from the industry is leaving, it's because they don't like their current job. It's not like, yeah, you know, I was a roofer and now I'm so excited to try Deck building, which maybe maybe that's different enough that they would be excited. But like, you know, if you're just another builder going to another builder, it's usually like, well, I wasn't getting along with my boss and, you know, it didn't yeah. really work out. I'll try it out over here and see how it goes. But if you're leaving a whole industry, it's kind of like, wow, I'm really excited to learn yeah. this entire new field. There's like an excitement for learning there, which I think is really good to be like to coach your employees. That's yeah, an employee who wants to learn is a very coachable employee. So yeah. It makes the position better.
0: I agree. <laughs> it makes it not worse. It
1: makes it not worse. It
0: makes it not more bad. More bad. More good. Yes.
1: But you are sacrificing that. Like, even when Ant was talking about it today, he was like, Yeah, when I expect, if I'm like running the last two joists, I expect the new guy to already be bringing me the rim or something. So you do kind of lose that like if a a person doesn't already know they're not gonna be able to anticipate the needs of what's next for a little while they'll get there yeah but at first it's gonna you know take the learning and you know learning how to work with each other and all that kind of stuff so you are sacrificing that and the efficiency and making your existing employees happy so that kind of stinks but
0: yeah but that's where like even if they don't necessarily know what's the next thing it's an attitude thing where you can see like they're looking to, they're not just like, there's two types of people on a job site. There's a person that's looking for what's going to be next and Mm. actively thinking like, okay, let me get this ready or I don't know what's coming next, but I'm not doing anything. So let me like clean up some stuff. Yeah. Or there's the person that's like, all right, get me uh, five two-by-fours. They get five two-by-fours and then they just stand there waiting for the next directive. Yeah. And it seems like people either fall into one or two of those camps and I'm sure everybody listening has worked with both of those types of people. Yeah. And it seems like from the very beginning, you'll see people that are just the, okay, you told me what to do. I did that thing. Now I'm going to stand here and wait for the next directive. They never transition into that other person that like is actively engaged in the process and is like, okay, let me anticipate what's next. Or let me just do this thing that I know needs to be done. It's not like crucial right now, but if we clean this up now, we're done with it for the day. It's going to make the end of the day easier. Like things like that seem to like not really be coachable as much. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to change somebody from the stand around person to the, let me see what needs to be done. Yes. Do you agree?
1: I do agree with that, yeah.
0: What type of person would you say you are?
1: Um, I absolutely hate standing around doing nothing. So yeah. I'm I'm usually a... Uh, if I don't know what's next, I, I just find something else to do.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with and that. I don't
1: know if that's more me being proactive or just me hating sitting around. But either way, gets the job done.
0: <laughs> you're either proactive or anti-stagnant.
1: Yeah, I think I'm anti-stagnant.
0: Yeah, you definitely... Uh, <laughs> derive more power off just being anti whatever so even if it's like the same thing i think you do find more power in just being like i'm not standing around i hate standing around yeah
1: probably uh not. yeah what do you think you are
0: i'm a little bit of like all over the place i'd say uh
1: you're more like attack five things at once
0: yes a little bit of yes i'm tactical in that sense so the only position available to me that I'll thrive in is the <laughs> boss where no one can fire me. So yeah, but um let's get into what we're going to be like looking for from a personal perspective from these people like how are we going to try to tease out uh who these people really are? through a phone call, and then Mm. through a subsequent interview. Okay. So you got any thoughts to to start that off there?
1: Um, well.
0: Should I be also, sidebar, Yeah. side question, should I be, should everyone else be like gatekeepers around me, like I'm the final boss, like you got to get through an interview process with you and with Anthony, and then I will be revealed from behind a curtain, (laughs) (laughs) and I've been there the whole time. You just didn't see me.
1: Wizard of Oz situation. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think that that should be the way that okay. happens at okay. all. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I think that that's just a, you know, a, a waste of time. And from, from an employee situation <laughs> yeah. or like a interviewee. Yes. Nothing feels more like you're wasting somebody's time than making them do like seven interviews where they say the exact same things over and over again. Yeah. That's inefficient. I don't like that. Yeah. Um. True. But what we will be looking for, we have the added, you, you know, there's like a person who can produce, a person who can learn or whatever, but we also have the added, how are they going to be with content? Like, how are they going to be with a camera in their face all the time? Yeah. So I feel like that's always kind of in the back of my mind. Like, are they all, even if they're awkward, everyone's awkward at first. So that's, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes it's just kind of funny. Yeah. So I feel like um, kind of just seeing what kind of character they have is just
0: making sure they like, fit in with the cast yes yeah
1: and i feel like we all have pretty big personalities you have to have like pretty thick skin to work around us
0: yeah so it's a very <laughs> toxic like, workplace Yeah.
1: <laughs> so i feel like that's another little added thing just yeah i don't want to say that we hire for personality because i don't think that that's the case fully i think it's part of it for sure but not the only factor but i think that uh you know, I feel like Anthony will, will be more of the technical judge and feel like he can work with this person or whatever, and then yeah. you and I can more flesh out the whether they're going to be a personality fit.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Because even if, like, we have to think about it probably a little bit more because it's like, yeah, we're going to be filming everything that we do. Like, how is this person going to fit in in that regard? But, yeah. It's almost the same thing if you're not filming, like the person needs to fit in and mesh with the personalities that are on site. So I think it just puts more of a spotlight on something that's already important, even if you're not doing that. Um, because you know, you're working alongside this person all the time, you want to get along with the person, you want your personalities to mesh, you want like your work style to be compatible. Yeah. And um, especially on a small team, that's super important. We want everybody to have a good time when they're at work. We want everybody to get along. We mm-hmm. want it to be just easy Yeah, from that perspective. And ultimately, that's going to be the best for the new employee, for all of us. So we want to make sure that it's a good fit from that perspective. Um, and you have to try to sort of tease that out from them through a few brief interactions, which can yeah. be really tough. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll say a couple things that that I like to see from an interviewee okay. is um, when they're like, you, you can feel their excitement about it. And they're like, they're like, come on, like, <laughs> hire me. I'm the person. <laughs> and Tom and Steve both did that. Yeah. And it really just showed like they, you felt like they wanted it. Like Steve was like, come on, let's do this. Like, <laughs> I get it. I get what you're after. Like, yeah. let's do this. Let's make this you happen. That. I did love that. You wanted to hire
1: him on the spot. <laughs> I
0: did. I did. And you were like, no, we can't do that. We need to think about this, which was a good idea. But um, I want that like excitement, like yeah. somebody that wants the job. Yeah. Like, they feel like this is really a unique opportunity and they want to grab it. You only get one shot. Don't miss your chance to um, interview.
1: But on the, uh, like all the, I hate to be the naysayer, but on the flip side, that kind of also feels to me like impulsive. And if they're impulsive to take your job, then they're going to be impulsive to take the next job.
0: Could be true, but I do just love a good impulsive decision. You know?
1: (laughs) I mean, there's, I, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, and I I have been known to just like blow up my life and and do things impulsively too, and that's fine.
0: Mm-hmm. But that's
1: always like like with Steve. Steve was so excited, and he it was a job that he really wanted to do rather than a job that he he was doing like surveying or something. Yeah, I don't even really fully understand what that was, but he didn't like it, and this was an opportunity to do something that he really was passionate about and creative about. So I do understand where his excitement came from. Yeah, but I it does you know to me it all is. It's exci- It's easy to get excited, but you do kind of need to think, like, step back and think about it, and just take your time. So, yeah, that's in that situation. That's why I was like, Sean, we are not going to hire you on the spot right now. We need to wait about it. Like, wait, think about it. Yeah, really do our due gil- diligence because there is just value in you know just taking a step back. I agree because impulsive decisions are often replicated. So that's what that's why I'm worried. If someone is just like, yes, I'll do it. I'm so excited, and then something else comes along, they're like, you know what? That's actually really exciting, and I'll do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I didn't think of it that way, but that's a really good point. Um, so, some of the things that we'll start with on the initial call is just obviously getting a sense for who they are, yeah, what their experience is, what they're doing now, and what they've done the last couple of years, like what their whole story is, um, what expertise they're coming to the table with. Um, Big thing for me is why are you leaving your current job? Mm -hmm. Like, is it something where you just feel like you have topped out there? You feel like uh, there's no room for advancement or there's no challenge in it. You know, those things are good things. Mm -hmm. Or is it just something like, uh, I hate my boss. I don't get along with my coworkers. (laughs) Like, you know, and, and how, how like, urgent is it that they need a job? That's yeah. always a red flag. Like I need this job and I need to start now. Right. You know, that's always a red flag. You want somebody that is thinking this through that really wants the job, but doesn't absolutely need the job right now. And a lot of times if you are in the trades and you're coming from that side of it, where you have the skills, there's really not much of a reason that you should be unemployed Yeah. because there's so many opportunities. If yeah. you have skills it's easy to find a job. Um, so that's a little concerning. And it's more concerning if you're coming from not this field and you don't have a job because you're coming <laughs> with no skills and <laughs> what's the reason that you don't have a job right now? Yeah. Um, so that's always a little bit concerning. Also, somebody that bounces around a lot on their resume, if they work, you know, each place for like one year, mm-hmm. that can be a little bit of a red flag. Yeah. Sometimes there can be like an outlier. Like they, they might have a reason as to why they were doing these things. Like I learned this, like I, you know, kind of maxed out the company wasn't built for me to progress. So I went to this company. I wanted to get these skills, something like that can be explained. And and that's the kind of stuff that we're trying to get out of them that you need to dive a little bit deeper than just what's on the resume. Yeah. You know,
1: what do you think if someone like, I feel like in the trades, a lot of, people's end goals usually to own their own business. So what if what if someone, you saw on someone's resume, they've bounced around to like in six years, they've worked five different places, but it's because they wanted to gain all these different skills strategically. If they told you they were like, I'm going to work here for two years, I really want to learn this side of the business. What do you think? Would you hire that person or would you not hire that person?
0: Uh, I would say no, probably not because there are a lot of people in the trades that want to own their own business and which is a great thing. And you can't fault anybody for wanting to do that because you know, you don't want to look back and be like, I always wanted to start my own business and I never did. So I think one of the best things about Ant was he was like, look, I did my own business thing. I don't want to do that. I I hated it. Like I'm a carpenter. I want to build stuff. Yeah. I don't want to deal with all that other stuff. I hated that. So that's a good thing. Like if they've gotten that out of their system a little bit, like, cause some people are like, <laughs> it's like that. a phase, you know,
1: <laughs> once they've got that beaten out of them. <laughs>
0: yeah. Once they've really that's just all their hope you know, is broken, <laughs> but some people just realize like, I don't like this. This yeah, is yeah. not what I want to do. And I think most people in the trades, like that is where they want to go. And Mm -hmm. I think part of that is because a lot of private companies, like where you're not working, you know, a union job, like you're just working for like a family ish carpentry business. Historically, there hasn't been, that hasn't been like a great career path. You know, a lot of times it's smaller companies. There's only so high you can go. Um, And that's the thing that we have to try to like, like, fight with, you know, we have to try to build the company so that there are opportunities for people to grow within the company. So a lot of that is stuff that we have to reflect on and build the business around showing people, Hey, there is a path here to grow. Mm -hmm. Um, but a lot of people historically look at these types of jobs working for smaller companies and they just think, Hey, this is, this is like where I'm going to top out. Like, you know, um, Depending on what the company is, it might not be that high, and they think that the only way to really make a good living and live, you know, somewhat comfortably is to have their own business. Um, I think hopefully that's changing in the trades. Like a lot of people are building their business in a more sustainable way, and you know, really getting to know their numbers so that they can provide a good living to their employees because they've realized the, the benefit of that. Yeah. Um, but that's something that a lot of people are going to want to do. So if they haven't gone out on their own yet, it's something you always got to think about. Like, even if they don't talk about it, it's like this person's young. That's probably something that they have in their mind that they want to do at some point. And you know, you can't, you can't fault them for it. You can't hold that against them. And ultimately A lot of people, um, like my dad owned a construction company, so he had a lot of people work for him for years and then go out on their own. Some of those people went out, did great. Some of them decided, you know what, I don't like this and I just want to work and make money. And they came back. So if you end on good terms and you just kind of leave that door open, that person might come back to you. So if somebody was really gung-ho, like, look, this is my plan in one year, I'm going to jump ship, and I'm going to start my own thing. I don't think that uh, that would be a good fit. If it's something that they're thinking, eventually, this is one of my goals. You know, my goal would be show them that they can make a comfortable living working here and show them the benefits of all the things that they don't have to worry about. And if they still end up going out on their own, that's, that's fine. And hopefully, the relationship was left in a good place where if it doesn't work out or they just don't like it, they can come back. Yeah. And you have somebody that you've already trained. Yeah. What do you think about that?
1: I think that's great. I think that's a great mentality to have about it. Cool. All right.
0: Awesome. I like that. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, what else do you have any like interesting questions you think you'll ask uh, or want to know about like on that initial initial phone call? Because phone calls are a little mm. tough.
1: Yeah, I feel like phone calls are tough.
0: That's just like a I think general screen. Yeah, I you think know? that
1: that's, I feel like the phone call will just be quick and a general screen and just making sure that people are on the same page. Um, yeah. I also like to get like the money questions kind of out of the way. Yeah. Not like, not that you need to say like you are going to make this much money, but like kind of give an idea and get an idea of what they want just because there's no point in talking to somebody if you're like, all right, we'll bring you in at, 65,000 and they're like okay well i was making 110 last year like you're not gonna get to a a mutual point so it's you know to me i don't like to waste time with these things it's not yeah there's no point in like kind of beating around the bush and stuff so i'd rather just on that first phone call like kind of just get a feel for what the situation is what expectations are and then if that's all good and dandy then you move to the
0: in person in person yeah um the Starbucks interview. The
1: Starbucks interview. Yeah. <laughs> that we do. It's our place of but business. I do love asking like really ridiculous random questions to people just because I feel like it throws them off their game a little bit. And you get like a genuine feel for what they're like as a person when you ask them like a silly question and then they... Like what? Either like... Like, a, I don't know, like a ridiculous like would you rather question. I think that those are funny to ask during an interview because Would you it's like, rather
0: work here or at your current job? <laughs>
1: That's a great question. Yeah.
0: so ridiculous and silly,
1: (laughs) but I think that that's just a good way to get a feel for people's personalities. Like if they're like, you know, if they're just like, uh, I don't know. That's a dumb question. Like then, you know, they're not going to be a good fit, but if they're like, you know, I feel like it's just a good gauge. Yeah. There's no meaning behind it. They can answer however they want, but if they're like a good sport about it, then it's. Or if they they come
0: come up with like a creative answer, you know, it's like, Oh, that's interesting. I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that can also, like, people might come in with, like, kind of a, not like a script, but, like, yeah. in their head, like, these are the things I'm going to say. Exactly. And, like, this is how I'm going to present myself. When you ask one or a few questions that are just, like, completely arbitrary and, like, kind of off the wall, yeah, it sort of, like, throws them off. And then, like, when you get back into, like, questions that are actually applicable, they might just be kind of more authentic
1: exactly it, it like makes people let their guard down yeah and i think that that's a good point to get to in an interview it's a because great everybody point. knows what you're supposed to say in an interview like yeah.
0: i'm a hard what worker. are my strengths
1: i'm a hard worker and i'm passionate what are your weaknesses it's that i care too much about what i do you know like everyone yeah. knows what you're supposed to say
0: yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> ask them like would you rather be trapped in a room full of bees or eat a jellyfish you know <gasps>
0: That's a really good question. Oh, my God. Uh, what would you rather do?
1: Mm. Well, I just saw a TikTok, which obviously that means it's fact, that bees, the, the frequency of the noise that they make or whatever is like some sort of healing vibration. Okay. Uh, and so maybe being in a room full of bees, in this TikTok they said that this is why beekeepers like live to be very old or something. I'm not actually sure if it's true.
0: Huh. But
1: because of that, I'll go with the bee thing.
0: Okay. Yeah. I guess if they're like bumblebees and they're nice bees, but we're about like wasps oh. or hornets.
1: Now there, now there's the pickle. I don't like wasps. There was a wasp on my porch the other day. that was the size of my thumb and I didn't go outside for a little bit because of it.
0: That's a good point. You don't want COVID plus a huge wasp <laughs> thing. That'd be no good.
1: And I got stung by a wasp the other day at work.
0: You did? Yeah. I don't remember.
1: I know. And you've said that like twice about it. So sorry. I was sitting outside and I was like, oh, Sean, yeah, where's right. the first aid oh, kit? That's this is right, really that's right. itchy and I want to put that, whatever the wipe is on it.
0: Yeah. How'd that turn out? Are you okay? It didn't help. No. Are you okay now?
1: I'm okay now. Yeah. I did okay. make it through.
0: Traumatized at all?
1: No, it was just itchy. It was like surprisingly, incredibly itchy. It didn't hurt that bad. It was huh. just very itchy.
0: Interesting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Are yeah. you going
1: bees or... Or swallowing a jellyfish? You didn't answer. At least
0: said eat it, not swallow the whole thing, like whole. I don't know. It. I don't. You have to consume they, the whole thing. Can you use a knife and a fork?
1: Mm, no. You got to bite into it.
0: Uh, is it dead or alive?
1: Mm, does that matter?
0: Yes. I, I feel, feel like, like they're not going to d-
1: react in any kind of way if they're dead or alive. They're kind of just blobs of goo. Yeah, but I feel like if things. they're dead,
0: like they don't sting.
1: No, they definitely do
0: if they're dead? Yeah. Oh yeah, if you step on a dead one in the Oh.
1: And it's on the beach, you get stung. <gurgh> yeah.
0: I guess I'll go bees. Okay. That would like kill you if you tried to eat it. And it was like stinging your esophagus. <laughs> That'd be horrible.
1: I feel like the the biting into the jellyfish would be re- I mean, obviously the stinging would be horrible, but like biting into a jellyfish cuz you couldn't swallow it whole. Those are pretty big. You have yeah. to chew it. Chewing a jellyfish sounds horrible.
0: Yeah, it does. Anyway. All right. Well, that
1: was a solid tangent.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I would agree with that observation. That was a solid tangent. Uh, Okay. So, yeah, we talk to the people over the phone. We get to, uh, you know, we kind of sift through some of the duds, no offense, and uh, (laughs) some of the people that just, you know, you know, aren't going to be a good fit, kind of like interviewing a client. Sort of, you know, making sure that they're a good fit, that Mm -hmm. your goals are aligned, that you're going to be the right fit for them. And then you move to the in-person and that's where you can get a better feel for, you know, really who the person is. At this point, you've had all the questions answered about what their experience is, what their skills are. You're never really going to know if they have all the skills that they say until they're on the job site. So you kind of have to take that stuff at face value. And then when you get to meet them in person you can kind of get a better feel for the personality and the attitude and just the like ease of conversation with somebody. Like you can just kind of get a sense. Are they going to be a good fit? How are they going to fit in with the crew? Um, And just a general sense of like their attitude about things, you know, if they're like very dry, that could be like maybe a sign that I don't know if this is going to be a good fit on our crew. Like we need somebody that's, you know, either lively or like funny, awkward, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we can't have something that's just awkward. Yeah. So something to oh, think about there.
1: I do have a question. Okay. Um, which I probably know the answer to, but, uh, how do you feel about doing like, not a full background check, obviously, but like light background checks about like their social media presence?
0: Oh, definitely. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just like do a deep dive on them yeah yeah of course <laughs> like you have to
1: okay
0: like yeah that's just like a no-brainer i thought you meant like a like a real background check
1: no no no. i'm just talking like for the sake of
0: yeah some mean,
1: people feel like it, that's like too personal or like that shouldn't matter or like what like okay so since you do like doing them what are you looking for when you do when you do like a social media stuff background that's
0: track? not like the person seems deranged You know, if they're (laughs) posting like insane things, like it's like this person, I don't know, something seems off, (laughs) Um, you know, or I don't know, just something that like if they posted, if they're posting a bunch of stuff that like we don't want to be associated with, like it's just, I don't know, I can't even think of any examples, but like if they just seem deranged and it's like this, this is not a good reflection of like who we are as a business that is something that would probably, you know, in my mind, disqualify them. Or if, you know, they're just like, if they've been playing Farmville for the last like <laughs> nine months and it's like, I thought you were at work <laughs> and you're posting about getting more tokens, more crops on Farmville, something ain't, something ain't right here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. it's So, a good one. uh, yeah, just stuff like that. I mean, you know, you kind of get a, I feel like Facebook is really the place where you get a sense of like, how kooky is somebody is like what stuff mm. they share?
1: Yeah, and I feel like Facebook is the, is the oldest one, so yeah, you can kind of not that anyone wants to go back like ten years if they're like a regular poster, but like if you if they're not a regular poster and you go back ten years, but all of it is like really kooky stuff, you're like, okay, this is like a
0: this is a pattern of is. kookiness. This is not just a blip on the radar. Yeah, this, this is a uh, pattern of this is a real problem. Just here. really odd things. So yeah totally, yeah, totally. Yeah, you have to.
1: Yeah, I feel like recently I've seen on the news a bunch of times where it's like. It's like someone who commits some sort of heinous crime, and then they're like, "Yeah," and, and looking back on their Facebook posts, it's been all like
0: the signs horrible, have been there.
1: horrible stuff. And it's like, has no one been monitoring this? No one was like, "Yeah, hey, so and so's posting some crazy stuff. Maybe check that person out." So at this point, I kind of feel like it would be irresponsible to not look at that stuff. But I know that people kind of feel like it's a pers- its an invasion of privacy.
0: Well, if they want privacy, then make it a private profile that you can't see anything, you know, that's on them. It's public information. So I'm going to access it. (laughs) I'm going to see what you're all about. So don't be weird. (laughs) Um, yeah. So I think, uh, I'm excited to jump into the phone portion because that's where I think you really start to narrow down like, okay, this person isn't going to be a fit or this person sounds really promising. Like, you know, I've really, could see this person working out. Yeah. The, you know, the in-person interview is more to like confirm what you think about this person already. And I'm excited for the whole process. Mm -hmm. You know, it's always, it's tough to go into the process from the beginning because it's like, oh God, we have to bring somebody new on. We have to like, you know have this unknown person come into the crew we have to train somebody you know it takes away from productivity just to like go through all the interview process set up all the calls meet with people do all the back end stuff of like yeah. you know dealing with the payroll company and the benefits and all that kind of stuff um so one thing i just want to touch on is like my initial reaction is almost like you know what, forget it. Like we can we can do this without a new person. Like I'll just be mm-hmm. belt on more. Like we can do this. If I'm like one hundred percent productive at all moments of the day, I can squeeze all of my quote unquote van work into like one hour <laughs> a day. And it's really easy to convince yourself oh, yeah. of that and kind of bypass that short term thing that's gonna be a bit of a pain, like going through the whole process but you're holding yourself back in the long run. So that's always the first thing that just like runs through my mind. And I have to like push that aside and be like, okay, we've been here before. We've been through this. It's an impossible expectation for me to think that I can do all of these things and be on site all the time and actually be a productive person in all of these roles. So... I always have to like pull myself back from that place to talk myself back into, all right, this is ultimately what we need for my sanity for everyone else's sanity. Um, So that people aren't like, okay, Sean said he was going to be here to help me um, install this thing that needs two people. But now he's out on a call doing something. It's, Really easy to talk yourself into that place, especially when you started the business, kind of doing everything yourself. You're wearing all the hats in the beginning. It's like, I've done this before, I can do it again. But the place that we're at now is not the place that we were back then when I was doing that stuff. My life is not in the same place it is now than it was when I was able to, you know, do all the things during the day and then work at night and all that kind of stuff. So, um, just want to throw that out there because that can be a trap for a lot of people like yeah. you know what screw this like invested all this time into somebody they're leaving i don't want to go through that again but what do i always say
1: mm, something to think about
0: no don't be mad that it's over be <laughs> happy that it happened
1: yeah you are always saying that <laughs> i said it <that> a couple <laughs> times
0: i said it earlier today <laughs> i remember um but yeah don't don't be scared of jumping into it because once you get past that that initial like reservation. It's exciting. Yeah. It's exciting. Somebody new is going to come along. What kind of like fun skills they're going to have. Tom came in with like the ability to get us organized, which previous to that we had not been able to really get our hands around, Yeah, you know, like a lot of stuff like the trailer, there wasn't really good organization in place. Mm -hmm. Um, And he kind of enjoyed that. Like he, like at the end of the day or like towards the end of a job, you know, there wouldn't be that much to do. You'd find him over at the trailer, just like putting stuff away, organizing stuff, cleaning stuff out. And that can be super helpful because he did that on the last job. We pull up to the new job. The trailer's cleaned out. It's ready to go where it's very easy to get in that mode where the end of a job, it's like throw just everything throw in, in the trailer. <laughs> Let's get out of here. We'll <laughs> Deal with it later. And then you kind of don't. So, <laughs> You know, who knows what kind of like new skills this person is going to introduce to the team and take us to hopefully a new frontier.
1: Yeah. That is a nice way to look at it.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. (laughs) You got anything else on that?
1: That was a pretty hard-hitting news story here, but I wonder if people don't know about that. Yeah, there was a person, uh,
0: a murderer escaped <laughs> from prison in PA and yeah. was on the run in like a very small radius <laughs> for 14 days. Yeah.
1: He only, he was like, it was like within a mile of where he escaped or whatever for like a week of it. And then he got a car and then he only went like
0: 10 miles, 10 miles yeah. away or something. Right. It was crazy.
1: And then he ran out of gas. So we had to ditch the car.
0: Yep. People but were still people on the was, land for like another scared. week after that. Yeah.
1: And crazy. he was, he was like stealing people's clothes off their clothesline and and he he stole somebody's gun at some point. Yeah. And he was... The best part about it, I thought, was he was like a five-foot tall man and everyone kept making fun of how short he was. And that's a mean thing to do to a normal person, but I feel like somebody who's like a murderer, he's probably like, guys, I'm not that tiny, you know?
0: Yeah, he was like literally like five feet tall. Yeah. Like five flat.
1: So I just liked envisioning him being like out in the woods somewhere like, guys... I'm tough. Yeah. I'm not tiny, I'm tough. Anyway.
0: Anyway, yeah. Uh <laughs> let's get into the bad sales okay. story. This was sent in from Nate at Delgado Construction. Yes. And this one is uh funny and adorable and <laughs> seems like a humongous pain. So <laughs> here's the story. Uh gets a call for um just some like, you know, a couple of little things. The 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 inquiry was a little bit vague. So he goes out and meets with this woman. And it is a sweet little old lady. And she <laughs> oh, is walking story. him through the house. And um, she wanted a couple things done, like some doors and, and some windows. and uh, But every time he tried to get to the thing that she had called about she showed him something else that was just like something really small that needed fixing. Like, um, this curtain rod fell down. Can you, uh, you know, can you help me with this real quick? And then it was like, I need to change this light bulb, but I can't reach it. And she went on for like all of these, like really little tasks, um, which were not a big deal. And she was like the sweetest little old lady. So, he like did all these things for, her, and he ended up being there for almost three hours. Oh my gosh! And I don't, I don't even know like how to like whether this is a bad sales story that you should avoid, or like you just <laughs> earned your spot in heaven yeah. f- by doing such a nice Stuff thing, in that sweet but, little old lady. Um, as an isolated incident, that's a great thing to do, <laughs> and you just earned so much good karma. Yeah, but you can't get trapped on an (laughs) ongoing basis, or you will never make any money. Yeah, doing things for free for little old ladies. Um, she probably was preying on you, not in like a prayer way, in like a in like
1: a predatory way. Yeah, like she was taking advantage of his goodness.
0: Exactly, she was playing
1: on that. Oh well, while you're here,
0: I'm just a little old
1: lady. Just a little old lady. Yeah, can you hang up that curtain for me? Hmm.
0: Yeah, they'll get you something you got to think about, but But I never really thought about, uh, about that. You're, you're out on a, on a call (laughs) and it's just this nice, sweet little old lady. And you know, Hey, can you help me with this real quick? And as soon as you do the first thing, it's like, all right, well, when am I going to say, Hey lady, stop. And none of the things are like big things. They're all like (laughs) very little things. They're only gonna take a couple minutes, but then there's five stories in between each thing, you know, and you're trying to get to the thing that she actually called about. Yeah. And, uh, yeah so spending a few hours helping a little old lady is can be a pain to your business but in the end i think you're in some really good karma there <laughs> but that could have all been avoided with groundwork do a video walkthrough with little old lady and uh yes. if she keeps talking for too long um just cut it off <laughs> no but uh that could have been avoided and yeah. if you want to try out groundwork for video consultations and video walkthroughs of potential projects check it out groundwork use code hardworking happy hour 50 to get 50 percent off your first two months yeah
1: yeah i hadn't really thought about it but groundwork seems like a great opportunity to just cut out the chit chat like obviously you're cutting out all these weird stories that we tell and you you know the awkwardness of that but like without the chit chat you got a whole lot of time just freed up
0: Absolutely. The <laughs> chit chat is what kills you. Yeah. And that's like the biggest thing. When I stopped doing on-site consultations, it was just like, you don't have that chit chat. You chit chat mm. for like maybe 30 seconds. Like, yeah, how's it going? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. How's it going? Oh, you know, Hey, it's Friday. Huh? Getting through the week. <laughs> and then, uh, then you just get right down to business. Like yeah. you don't have to like sit there and like, you know, like it, you, you're just straight down to business. I yeah. can sit there and stare at my notepad and like take notes. I don't have to like look at them and like have like, a conversation. So, uh, yeah, you cut out that chit chat and put that chit chat time right in your bank account.
1: Right.
0: Cause it's all about that cheddar (laughs) partially, partially Partially about about those cheese products. So, uh, what else you got? You got any, you got any closing statements?
1: Um, if you would like to work at premier outdoor living, get that application in quickly.
0: (laughs) Well, by the time this comes out, like the process if you're really good, well, as send we it said, in. Yeah. we're hiring more careers, than one person, so careers it might take a dot, little while. Careers dot premier outdoor living. Yeah,
1: um, but no, I think that. Wait, what is it?
0: Careers dot premier outdoor at gmail.com dot com. Yes. Yeah,
1: um, I think it is. I I also get in. Not that I I want to take on a thousand more roles, but I do get in the habit of being like, well, do we really need to hire somebody? It's gonna like take. It's like a you know. Takes a long time and it is a lot of work and it is getting used to somebody and it kind of like flips everything on its side for a little while. And you know,
0: so should we we (laughs) can't? No, no, no. Okay. I was, I
1: was was wrapping it up into a good thing. Um, but it is ultimately a sign of growth that is very exciting. And it's nice that we don't have to, we're in the position that is good of like we're losing someone and that is, that is sad, but. There's no hindrance to us hiring someone new. It's not going to be like a financial burden that we have to be like really strategic about. Like we yeah. are in a good position where we're like, this is growth and it's wonderful. And uh,
0: Sky's the limit, I decided baby. to
1: look at it through an excited lens. Yeah. And change is fun.
0: Can be or can be scary. Sure, can be. But if you're With not scared, attitude. then you ain't working. Exactly. You should always be terrified. So right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think so.
1: But anyway, I'm excited. I'm good, excited. Good final thoughts there. Good final thoughts. Do you have any final thoughts? Did you want to have your Jerry Springer moment?
0: Uh, I feel like you just had it, so <laughs> I don't want to steal your thunder by having my own moment. But you want to have your own moment? Do you moment. want me Go to have ahead. a moment? <laughs> no, I'll save it. Uh, What I do want to say mm. is If you could be so kind as to leave us a review, hit subscribe on whatever app you are listening to this on. And we are also on YouTube. All of the episodes are in video format on YouTube, uh, Hardworking Happy Hour. And uh, connect with us on Instagram at Hardworking Happy Hour. Uh, It's a good place to give us some feedback. You know, talk with us. We're so lonely. Yeah. And we're, we're down one person. So we're one person <laughs> more lonely on our crew. Yes. Keep us company. Hit us up and uh, tell us what you want to hear about.
1: Yeah. And also, if you want to send in your bad sales story, feel free to hit the link in the bio. Send us it that way or just DM us. That's also fine. And also, I mentioned it last week, but I want to say it again. We will be at H&A. So, H&A. If and uh, If you want to come watch some live podcasts, we're going to be doing some live podcasts there, which we will talk about a little bit later.
0: Yeah. Well, have a great week, everybody. We do love you. And we care for you deeply.
1: (laughs) So intimate.
0: (laughs) Till next time. This has been the hardworking happy hour.
1: (laughs) See you next week.